Blog Talk Radio. to Got Clutter? Get Organized. I am your host, Janet M. Taylor, and I want to say hello if you are my regular listener, and of course, welcome if you're listening for the very first time, and hello to all of you who will be listening via iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn, Park Coalition Radio, my Blog Talk Radio community, and of course, those who will be joining me in the chat room. Welcome this evening. I hope you are having a great start to your week. And today's sponsor is Audible.com, who has more than 180,000 audiobooks and spoken word audio products. And you can get a free audiobook of your choice by going to www.audibletrial.com forward slash get organized. In the next half hour, I will be sharing my audiobook pick for the week. Well, today, Our topic is organizing your outsourcing team, and I'm excited because Lynn Edwards of Virtual Excellence Business Solutions is going to be here to share how we can do that. And for those of you who do not know, who did not read on my social media, Lynn has been part of my virtual team for over eight years. And of course, in the next half hour, I will be sharing some tips in my tailor tip time, as well as my product suggestion of the week, app suggestion of the week, and my repurpose suggestion of the week. But before I bring on Lynn, I just did a little digging on Google, just a brief history of outsourcing. And I got this from credittoday.net. And it said, for most of the 20th century, a successful firm was defined ability to own, manage, and directly control all of its assets and processes. In the 1950s and 60s, in order to protect profits, companies began to look for ways to broaden their base and take advantage of economic scale. This resulted in the emergence of diversification as a popularity strategy. As competition began, became more global in the 1970s and 80s, organizations found that diversification had actually bloated their management structures. Consequently, they had lost their flexibility to counter their undesirable deployment. Many large companies began to consider outsourcing. It wasn't until the 1990s, however, that outsourcing really caught on. And of course, today, there is a great trend towards outsourcing. So tonight we have with you the wonderful, talented, and all of you out there know how I feel about Lynn Edwards. She has successfully helped businesses with email marketing, social media, shopping carts, websites, and more with caring tenacity for seeing each of these areas grow. Providing direction in these areas has helped her clients, and I'm one of those happy clients, see a boost in their list building, social media, and sales. So now I am going to bring on the wonderful and talented 
Lynn Edwards. Hello, Lynn Edwards of Virtual Excellence Business Solutions, LLC. <laughs> wow. Thank you for that amazing introduction. Hello, Janet. Wonderful to be back. I am so happy to be back. And actually, Carla Jenkins, she just tweeted that she's listened, she's um, about the show. So I just wanted to let oh, you know awesome. that. And we've got a, yeah, we've got a couple of um so far in our little chat room. So tonight we're talking about outsourcing, Lynn. So I mean, I gave like a little brief history, but could you kind of explain a little bit um, about outsourcing to us? Sure. Um... Outsourcing is basically um, just being able to delegate, you know, tasks and or or even I, I'll say I'll use this term subcontract, you know, um, tasks or projects, um, different assignments that you may have in your business, um, just to another source that's outside of your business. And for me, as I started out in my business as a virtual assistant, um, I had the ability to, you know, have people outsource to me things that were, you know, tasks that they really didn't want to do <laughs> or really mm. kept them from uh, really focusing on growing their business uh, in order to, you know, in order for them to, you know, have to do all of these other things that they really didn't want to do. So um, that's where, I, you know, for me, that's where it kind of started. But uh, in Larger companies, I know that, you know, um, some of their employees work from home and they'll outsource different tasks and assignments uh, in order for them to, you know, maximize their uh, growth in their, in their, you know, their businesses so that they don't have to do so much overhead. They don't have to have so many, you know, employees at a particular site. (laughs) You know, they're able to do different things. uh, to you know, really focus and grow their business, and um, I guess another definition of that would be uh, to release some of the things that are really holding you back from moving along in your business. So that's kind of how I would define it. <laughs> oh, okay. Because well, my next question is, what are some ways businesses can outsource? And I think that's how we connect it because you let. We were at, I guess, a business function. I don't remember all the details, but all I remember is after you <laughs> finished sharing what you did, and I was realizing I needed that. I needed because you would be able to do the things that I knew that I really had a skill set to do, and I didn't really want to take the time because then that would have taken time away from my clients. So what are some of the ways well, you do it, but also some ways maybe some other business outsource. Um, well, I think first you need to begin by really determining what, like you said, some things that are, you know, just not your favorite things to do or things that are really not productive for you in your business. You know that you need help. You know that you need somebody to um to assist you, so you need to kind of figure out what those things are first. And, you know, what are those things that are not making you money? <laughs> you know, that's mm-hmm. a, a biggie because those are things that are, you know, going to prevent you from, you know, advancing forward. So if you're stuck, you know, returning emails, if you're stuck, you know, answering the calls and all those kinds of things that you know that are just not 
what you really need to do, that's where you need to begin by, um, you know, looking at all of those things so that you know how you can start the process of outsourcing. And I think that, you know, beginning that process is uh, it, it's critical to just really do your homework. So if you know that you need services and administration, you know, which is what I do, or, you know, web design or online marketing or, or things like that, there are sometimes groups that you can connect with to really help you determine, you know, what's a good fit for your business. So you could you do LinkedIn groups or you could um, – you know, find. Uh, I know for my organization, um, I mean, my my business. When I first started, there was an organization called the International uh, Virtual Assistant Association, where you could kind of go on there and find somebody that was, you know, uh, a virtual assistant that could help your business. Um, and they were a part of that group, and so they followed a certain standard and code of ethics and that sort of thing that would um, make you feel a little more comfortable. You know. A, a, connecting with someone. But what I always say is word of mouth is the best advertisement. And um, I remember just a few weeks ago being on um, Facebook and um, there was someone who posted that they needed a plumber. They said, do you, anybody know a good plumber? And there must have been about 50 different responses to that one mm-hmm. little question, not to mention that, you know, you know that that person asked people to inbox them, but people were just responding to the post, which was great. I mean, you know, so mm-hmm. word of mouth will always get you um, noticed uh, or get you someone that you can, you know, trust because you're going to get it from reliable resources that says, I've used this person, I've used their services, I trust what they do, they're the best at it. And then, you know, you it gives you opportunity to um, try to find someone, you know, comparable to meet the needs of your business. So, you know, um, now here's where the thing that I think that most people, when they look at outsourcing, they um, always got to, they're always going to consider the cost. You know, well, what's this going to cost me? You know, the reason I'm doing it all by myself is because I can't really afford someone. Why, Mm -hmm. you know, why I pay somebody to do it and I can try to do it myself. But, you know, you're overworked, you're stressed out, you you know, you're tired all the time, you, you're trying to do it all, and it's just not coming together. So, you know, sometimes there are services that you can find online that are as low as $5 or as, you know, as much as they need to cost. But you have to evaluate whether, you know, just really consider whether or not, you know your time how much how valuable is your time because you could be spending time growing your business uh, you know creating new products and services finding better ways to achieve some of the things that you are really trying to pursue over answering calls responding to emails you know doing things that you know are just not um going to make you the money that you want to make or going to grow you as fast as you'd like to grow. So looking at some of the ways that, you know, you can begin that outsourcing process, um, you, you know, is is necessary in, you know, beginning to develop and, and grow and to even just consider, you know, just to, to think about <laughs> what it is I need to do, what it is I need mm-hmm. to uh, achieve here so that I am really able to, you know, meet my need and and get to the next place in my business. And, and I think a key thing too is uh, with the referral. Sometimes 
just working with someone and realizing their skill set like it was with you because yeah. yes you started off as my administrative person but then once you started doing PowerPoint I saw how talented you were with graphics then the next thing I don't even know how but we just went right into the whole social media thing so therefore <laughs> now that's what you really manage from me because you do it so well. I mean, it would take me hours, days, and weeks to do what you do um, sometimes in just a moment. I mean, right. when you have a vision, et cetera. So, and, and the same is with me. A lot of times clients will come to me because I'm organized, even though it may right. not be what I guess some people think as an organizing project because I think organized I'm always the first person they'll call with Janet. Um, like one woman, the weirdest request I got was she needed a rental car, and it was two days before a major holiday, and she's like, Janet, I need a rental car. So I knew exactly how to do the research and all of that, but then also I've been called in to manage projects too because people know how organized I am. Right. So a lot of times for people who are looking for somebody to outsource, it might be the person you're already working with, because they just you see the talents and the skill sets for them as well, like I didn't, and that's why I just so much appreciate my long term relationship <laughs> I've had with Lynn Edwards. So oh I guess what? <laughs> so I guess what are some of the things that business owners or consultants do to underutilize the outsourcing resources? Because I mean, I've been on that end of the you know people. Mm-hmm. They they just want to give you just a little bit, and it's like you know, you if you give me the whole thing, we could really rock and roll here. So, what are some of the things that you've seen that sometimes people just underutilize their virtual team and their outsourcing team? Well, I think one of the biggest that I've seen is micromanaging, and um, like you just said, you know, if you know, if you allow. Here's here's the way I see it. If you have someone that you know you're bringing onto your team who is a professional, they're excellent at what they do. They they're able to um, you know, just flow in their gift. Um, let them flow. <laughs> because I know for mm-hmm. me that whenever I find someone who micromanages, I already know that they're not a good fit for me. They're not a good fit for my mm-hmm. business because I think outside of the box. So, it, you know, whatever um new thing because i work on online um technology and that sort of thing if something new comes up and you're so busy trying to get it the way that you <laughs> you want it to be instead of allowing for creativity to flow and and i'm not saying you know i'm i'm very organized and very structured but there's also that level like you said you know of just allowing someone's talents to flourish and into you know being able to help you in your business and help that grow so you know i think that micromanaging is really um a way that causes uh people business owners in particular to underutilize um their virtual team and, uh, you know, if I know a way that I can do something 10 times faster and your way is just your way, you know, well, we just want to do it this way. Well, (laughs) we're not going, we're going to clash. There's going to be a a level of frustration on both of our parts and it's just not going to make for a good partnership. And that's what I think that most people have to realize in um, outsourcing is that you don't have employees in that sense. You have professionals. And you have to be, you know, treated as 
equals and equal professionals. You know what I mean? And um, in in that sense, you need to allow that professional to do their professional part <laughs> in mm-hmm. um, making your team. You know, making what whatever aspect of a project or a task that you've assigned to them, making them uh, uh, responsible for that and taking ownership for that and allowing them to, you know, bring their best, their A game to that. So that's one of the things that, for me, that I've seen that, you know, kind of has been a frustration. And now I know, you know, nine years into business, like, if I see that, I'm just running. (laughs) I'm going in a complete mm-hmm. opposite direction because it's um and, and I've seen it and it and it it's frustrated me and it's caused me to just not want to okay this is not going to work cause, because they're they're just not going to let me be me you know they're not going to let me um even give them advice sometimes you know to help them to say hey I've seen this done I know that this can work you know let's try it at least um, it's not going to mm-hmm. cost you anything because you know how I am, Janet. I'm like all about you know let's get things done as cost effectively yeah. as possible. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I, mm-hmm. I don't want to. I don't. I don't want it to cost you anything. I want it to you know help you. I want it to work for you. I want it to you know see the situation uh, grow. So you trying to nitpick every single thing it, it just doesn't doesn't work for me. So. <laughs> yeah, and 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 I also think when you were talking, I was also thinking sometimes. Not only the micromanaging, but also when you bring in somebody as as a part of your outsourcing team, really, like you said, listening to all of their suggestions and their recommendations. Because I know I've worked on teams where you bring in a recommendation and unfortunately they don't take it and then they have to pay the cost in the end. For example, a lot of what I do is prepare clients for audits. And I personally like, like to be proactive, and I don't like to wait until the auditors are actually on site and ready to do the audit, and we're in right. the background trying to pull things together. I like to prepare leading up to the audit, that whole year leading up to the audit. But sometimes um, people, clients have not seen it that way, and they prefer just to call me at the last minute. Well, the auditors are here, and we really need to find stuff. So I had to get to a place. <laughs> Like you said, you find out which clients and which people, teams you can work on. And I had to get to a place. This is stressful for me <laughs> because I've got to find stuff that you probably thrown someplace or you may have even thrown it out. Um, and we've got to figure wow. out how we can get a copy. So, yeah, that can get that can get kind of interesting sometimes. But you're right. It's got to be a good match. You've got to have a good team, a good match. So, um so the team can not only function effectively, but you can also be productive as well. So as leaders and business owners, can you share some strategies how we can increase our productivity and maximize our results by outsourcing? So let me get my little pen paper out so I can get <laughs> a little nugget. You're so funny. Well, if if you are if you have a business, you're a business owner, you're an entrepreneur, you're a solopreneur, you're and you're trying to do it all by yourself, you're going to drop the ball somewhere. It, there's no doubt in that. And I know starting off, um, sometimes, you know, as we start off, you know, you, you may start off alone. You may start off, you know, 
just trying to get something off the ground. But even with that, you know, there I've always been able to go to my friends. I've always been able to, you know, talk to people who I know have um, something that I need or, talk, you know, get get some mentors or get some coaching or something to allow me to um, be able to grow, you know, um, I think that sometimes we can get stagnant because we're doing it all alone, you know, and we just think in our mind that our way is is okay. But there's always another voice that can lend to, you know, to help us to move forward and to advance. So um, the first place to begin to increase productivity is to recognize that you need a little help. And everybody needs help. And I, I know I do. I know that... <laughs> I know that everybody I've worked for has needed my help, you know, and that that's that's what's helped me to grow my business is being able to be there to help other people, right? So, um, you know, getting help in some of the small areas, like like I said earlier, um, you know, looking at the business and seeing what is it that I've really you know, it, it's something that's really important to my business, something that's really necessary to my business, but I'm not the person that needs to be doing that. And deciding, okay, I'm going to get this help, I'm going to release, because here's the other part of delegating or subcontracting or outsourcing, is that business owners oftentimes just want to hold on to everything. And, you know, you know it's your baby, you know it's your business, you know it's um, – you know, the thing that you want to see grow, you want to see it to to flourish and, and to, you know, reach the world. But you have to let some things go. You have to allow somebody else who knows how to do something more, more likely than not better than you. <laughs> you have to release it out <laughs> of your hands and just okay. um, allow them to, you know, take it and run with it, you know, and that's kind of my, my new tagline, like you write the vision and we run with it because I mm-hmm. think that, um, you know, sometimes we just get stuck because we're not willing to release things and not really really, really willing to admit that we need the help that we need. So, um, you know, when we're able to do those things like, you know, releasing our social media, releasing our emails and, and phone calls, and it produces better customer service. And it lets our clients and our customers and our followers know that we care and that we're, you know, really uh, thinking of them by bringing other people on our team and just, you know, reaching out and getting things moving along in a better way than we would if it was just us by ourselves. And and it also just begins to take things off your plate. So now that your focus is shifted, you know, you can now shift your focus to who, I don't have to do that. I could I've, I've entrusted that to somebody else and now I can be more productive over here. I can allow myself to, you know, get that new product that I that I wanted to get off the ground or, you know, that get, get another vision for another thing because I'm not bogged down with this thing over here. And another thing to, you know, really um, get that productivity that you're, you're wanting uh, in your, in your business with your outsourcing team is to really 
meet on a regular basis. So I don't know what a regular basis is for everybody else, but you and I meet once a week. <laughs> we mm-hmm. meet mm-hmm. Um, weekly. And with most of my clients, I will meet with my clients weekly because I like to touch base and just make sure that we've covered everything that we needed to cover and touch everything we needed to touch. And sometimes with a team, though, it's difficult to get everybody scheduled together to uh, to connect. Um, but it's important to do that because every once in a while you just need to just make sure everybody's in the same place, everybody's on the same page, we're all, you know, moving this thing along the way that we, you know, we should. So um, those are two critically (laughs) good things that I would recommend because um, with the meetings you'd be surprised sometimes at the creativity that will flow, sometimes the things that will come out of those meetings, out of those sessions that, you know, and sometimes it doesn't have to be a long meeting, just 10, 15, 20 minutes, like, oh, wow, I'm so glad you said that. You know, now I I got something else that I can, um, you know, flow with. I got something else that I need to, I know like how you always say, oh, you, you've given me my homework for the week. But that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of um, how it needs to be, you know, when you have a team of people who are creative and that they are experts at what they do and they're professional and then they're able to, you know, just really get you moving forward and and sometimes, um, you know, yank some of the slack out of you to get you uh, pressing in the right direction. So, Well, yeah, and that is true, Lynn, because um, I enjoy and I look forward to our meetings. Um, and lately uh, I've been really getting, like, the creative flow, and which is what you talked about is because – you do one aspect, you do the, you know, you go into your laboratory, like I always say, and you come up with this beautiful creation, these graphics and all this. And then that allows me to do my piece. It's like, okay, what do I need to do? How does the verbiage need to sound? What do I need to say? What do I need to do? And it really, I mean, like lately, I've just been so creative, which is probably why the shoulder and hand, because it's like I'm always sitting at my laptop and typing because it's just I've got all these wonderful ideas and I can't wait until I'm meeting on Wednesday to share some of the the things that I've just like (laughs) kind of thought I'm like I'm really excited about all the stuff that I can offer because you know you just give and you do you give homework you're like okay Janet we need a six-month marketing plan and I'm thinking a six-month marketing plan okay all right I know how to do it but boom it just flowed it just like float, everything just came out. So I'm excited. About I wanted that. to but, say a year, but I didn't want to scare you. Oh, you know. Well, actually, well, okay, well, well, we don't have a year. I'm up to at least <laughs> July. Is July of 2016 okay? It's not a year. It's it's, it's good for now. But <laughs> it's good for now. I mean, I could stretch it though. Really, I could really. You know what, actually, now that I think of it and what I could do, I could actually stretch it to, what is this, um, October 2016. I could actually stretch it that way. I mean, yeah, I can actually, yeah. I mean, now that I think about it, if I can take it to July, I can take it to October. Because seasons are seasons, and everything is always the same. There's always Christmas. There's always New Year's. And that's what I always try to share. Exactly. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, but I mean I would suggest to people you need you need that that like you said those ideas to bounce off cuz sometimes when you're out here working when you are 
working the clients, doing the customer service, doing the bookkeeping, doing the the inventory management, you your brain does not have time to think and be creative. And in this world of social media, you have to be creative. Everything is virtual. And see, and Lynn keeps me up to date. You know, I mean, and I'm even happy because I have I have some news about the whole periscoping thing. So, you know, I'm excited. I'm like, oh yeah, Lynn will be proud of me because I got a little I got a little plan here for this thing. So, <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So, um, well, wow, Lynn. I mean, I, I took your notes down. I mean, you gave us a lot of information. I don't know if you have anything final you want to say, or if you just want to share with people how they can get in contact with you so you can be a part of their outsourcing team as well. Absolutely. Um, I think a final tip would just be to um, really just, if you have a business and you haven't started outsourcing, just begin to research and and look at some of the people who you think you might want to connect with, or um, you know who you and follow them on social media and see what they're saying and doing, and and um, see if you can get great recommendations like I've received here tonight <laughs> um, on some people who are able to um, fit your business model and your business needs. And um, people can contact me by visiting my website, which is uh, being redone, but you can uh, certainly visit there and and find my social media at www.virtual-excellence.com. And there's a contact form there. You can also follow me um, on my social media um, at Virtual Excellence Biz on Facebook, and I'm Lynn Edwards underscore VA at Twitter. And... um, you can also sign up to my newsletter on my homepage at my website. And for those of you who do not already know, because I probably said it like a thousand times, if you look at my <laughs> Facebook, my Twitter, well, Facebook and my Google Plus, Lynn did all of that. And, of course, she did my website as well. But I just, you know, the whole social media look, because everything, we have to brand ourselves now. So Lynn created all of that, just the vision, because she knew the vision that I had, and she's creating, and she's pulling. And if you look at totallyorganized.biz and com, granted, they're two different websites, but if you look at the blended colors in them, see, that, 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 that's because I have <laughs> an awesome person on my outsourcing team, so... So thank you so much, Lynn, for your time this evening. And, of course, I look forward to talking to you on Wednesday. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Good night, all the listeners. Hi, I'm Deanna Williams, an on-air personality at 100.3 WRMB Radio 1 Philadelphia and a proud client of Janet Taylor and Totally Organized. Several years ago, I reached out to Janet, had her come to my home, and when I tell you that she whipped my closet and office in shape, believe me. In fact, I still use a lot of the techniques and strategies that she imparted to me Uh, To this very day, I'm very pleased to say that I have a very organized closet. Everything is in order, shoes, boots, clothes, everything color-coordinated. I use the same hangers. It's a beautiful sight. In fact, I'm very proud. But I have Janet to thank for assisting me. And also, 
I was so impressed with her to the point where periodically she is a commentator on my Soulful Sunday show where she shares with the audience of the Delaware Valley and the world because we stream on the Internet her insightful tips on how to stay organized and be a more effective human being. I love Janet, and so should you. That is the wonderful Deanna Williams, Soulful Sundays. And for those of you who are not in the Philadelphia area, um, I hope maybe you follow her on Facebook because every Sunday when she does her Soulful Sundays, she has the sharpest pair of shoes. Oh, I can't. Maybe someday, um, you know, when she's not traveling and I know she's doing a lot of stuff, I'll get to reorganize that closet again, maybe, possibly. But she's pretty organized right now, but her shoes are sharp, and I just just had to mention that. Lynn provided some awesome, awesome tips. You know, sign for her newsletter, listen to this podcast again, and, of course, share it with others. But I wanted to talk to you a moment about our sponsor, Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook of your choice and a free 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com forward slash get organized and choose from over 180,000 audio programs. Download a title free and start listening. It's that easy. Go to audibletrial.com forward slash get organized. That's audibletrial.com forward slash get organized and start today. And my audiobook is the seven habits for managers managing yourself leading others unleashing potential by Stephen Covey and it says Dr. Covey teaches leaders the proven principles of the seven habits as applied to their roles as leaders it takes leadership mindset skill set tool sets seven habits approach to developing leaders who can unleash the talent and capability of their teams against the organization's highest priority. So this book will help you help your team. And it's the seven habits for managers, managing yourself, leading others, and unleashing potentials by Stephen Covey. And that is my audiobook selection for this week. That was, again, an awesome interview. And I'm going to follow up with um, my and my Taylor's tip time with better meeting management because the key, one of the keys to outsourcing is meetings. And you want them to be productive because hopefully you're meeting with your team at least weekly. I would suggest if you want to have a productive team, you want to stay um, as connected with them as possible. Of course, we've got the email, the voicemail, et cetera, but you do want to have structured meeting. And I'm just going to give you a few tips on how to have a good meeting. And these are some tips I use, but also some things because I've been involved in meetings that were just a waste of my time, a two-hour meeting that was a waste of my time, to actually a meeting that was about 15 minutes. And it was, I think, about full. It was a conference call. If you were late for that meeting, you missed the meeting. And it was as productive. Basically, they got on, said what it was. They had to say, was there any questions? If not, okay, everybody have a great day. It was wonderful. So my first tip is ask people who are attending the meeting if there are any items and issues they would like to address. That's the first thing. Because then that helps you um with 
the, the next tip is, of course, creating agenda. So once people tell you what, then you can create an agenda from that. Also establish a set start time and end time because you want to respect everyone who's attending time, but also when you stick to your start time and your end time, more people will attend your meeting, and definitely if you have an agenda, they will attend as well. Also, email agenda ahead of time for people to review so they can get their thoughts together, make sure they come prepared to the meeting. That's number um, four. Number five, start on time. I can't stress that enough. Start on time. If someone wants to discuss something that is not on the agenda, table it for the next meeting. We don't have time. These are our agenda items. This is what we're going to focus on. We're going to focus on that next week. This is what we came here to meet because, again, you want to respect people's time and end on time. So, again, seven little simple things. Ask people who are attending the meeting if they have any items so they can send them to you. Create your agenda from that. Make sure you set a start time and an end time. Establish it. We're going to start at 8 o'clock p.m. We're going to end at 8 and 9 o'clock p.m. That's it. Um, create an agenda, establish a start time, email the agenda, start on time. If someone wants to bring something up, they got a table to the next meeting and end on time. I've been involved in so many different meetings because I was actually, for two years, I was in a leadership course. So in addition to being in the course, I was also the assistant to the dean. And we would meet basically once a month, because we only had classes once a month. So we had classes once a month for so many hours. That's how that program worked. And it was a two-year course. So we would meet once a month for about an hour. And everything, agenda items, every item, I mean, that really taught me the structure on how to have a successful meeting. And and they were successful because everything got done. We went through the agenda items. If there was Anything else I needed to put on there, I tabled it for the next meeting. So hopefully these will help you have a meetings going forward. Well, I want to thank you for your tweets, your emails, your posts on Facebook. I want to thank you for all of you who are following me on social media. Thank you so much. Tomorrow is Tossa Tuesday. Because today is Monday, tomorrow starts a Tuesday. I want you to tackle the files, the piles, the information you received months or years ago from people who were possibly interested in doing business with you, outsourcing, doing business, but you've decided for whatever reason it wasn't a good match, but you still have the stuff in your office. You haven't tossed it, so get rid of it. So that's my Toss It Tuesday tip. Come on, it's time for us. We're moving into we're in the last quarter of the year. Let's not take all of the stuff in this year into 2016. So that's my Toss of Tuesday tip. So now moving on to my app suggestion, my product suggestion, and my repurpose suggestion. My app suggestion is Smart Sheet, and it's a project management and it has a Gantt chart. It's a mobile companion to the online work collaboration tool. So it's a companion to the already project management and Gantt chart, but it combines a familiar spreadsheet interface with file sharing, automatic workflows, and interactive Gantt charts. So it's smart sheets. 
And this is for all of you out there who've got teams across the country, around the world, and you need to keep all of those tasks and the team members on project. You know, make sure you keep track of timelines because I know that is key. I work on a team now. I'm I'm thinking it may be 10 of us on the team, but I'm always the last person to see everything before I give it to my client, who is basically their manager of the team, before it gets sent off to the government agency. So I got to make sure I keep my timelines because for me and those of you who know me, that's not my only project. So I've got this project going over here and then I've got another project where I'm helping somebody downsize and somebody else. I might be helping somebody clean out the garage. So I've got to keep all of those projects and all of those teams coordinated. So that may help you. So it's smart sheet. That's my app suggestion. My product suggestion is a desktop organizer. It features a drawer for pencils, pens, and a place for file folders, vertical and horizontal, for you to keep project information, any type of information you need accessible on your desk, but allows you to have a desk that is clear and clutter-free when you leave it at the end of the meeting, and in the, in the end of the evening, excuse me. And it has other compartments as well. And, of course, those of you who follow me on social media, whether it's Facebook, it's Twitter, it's LinkedIn, and now I'm starting to post the picture on Instagram, Top Organizer, so it allows you to keep the items you need accessible so that at the end of the day you have a place to put things and you can have a clear desk, and when you walk in in the morning you can focus on what you have to do and not cleaning up your work area. My repurpose suggestion, and you can find this on my Pinterest page on the repurpose suggestion. And it's paper clips attached to the desk to hold cords to keep them organized and accessible. So again, paper clips attached to the desk and to keep the cords to our accessories organized. Like the little, because right now, you know, you've got the cords for your smartphone, your tablet, you got your earplug, you got all of those things. But it's really cute how they did it. So you can go to my repurpose section on my Pinterest page to find out exactly how that works. So those were my app, my product, and my repurpose sex suggestions for this week. Well, you know, it's hard to believe, but soon, next Monday will be November. And, of course, we're going to start, as you know, those of you who've been listeners, we are going to um, be focusing and moving towards the holiday um, because next Monday is November. So next week we're going to have turning guests, Charlotte Reed and Dr. Michael Flack, and they're going to be just telling us how to navigate the holidays with our pets. And I mean all the holidays, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's. Thanksgiving the food, Christmas with the decoration, New Year's with the sounds of the fireworks and the celebration. So they're going to be they are the 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 the, the, the dynamic pet duo. So they will be here next week. So I am excited to have them. And then some other guests in November will be um, Nikita Stiff. She's going to be back. And she's going to really be sharing with us how we can be safe this holiday season because you're going to be out late partying, shopping, doing all kinds of things. So 
how to be safe. And then Jennifer Dent is going to be here just that how we can eat healthy this holiday season. And, of course, we're going to have Felicia. She's going to come back and give us some decorating ideas. And then I'm going to be having a wonderful conversation with Beth Macy about how we can have a simple holiday. So that's what we've got coming up. The next week is the holidays. Um, navigating the holidays with a dynamic pet duo, Charlotte Reed and Dr. Michael Fleck. My my inspirational, motivational quote for this week is, do not give up. The beginning is always the hardest. Isn't that first step? Whatever you do, you decide, I'm going to get out of debt. That first step of maybe cutting up those credit cards, maybe deciding not to go shopping anymore or maybe even just looking at how much you owe. Or maybe it's going into that room that you haven't been in for for, for so long because you keep just throwing stuff in there. Taking that first step, realizing, okay, this did not happen overnight and it's not going to get organized in a day. Taking that first step. Even taking the first step to exercise. You know you have to do it. We know we all have to do it, but it's taking, getting up, and taking the first, first step. So, again, do not give up. The beginning is always the hardest. So whatever it is you need to organize, whether you are listening tonight because you are a business owner and you need to tackle your business, whether it is organizing your outsourcing team, organizing your desk, organizing your inventory, or whether, you know, you also need to organize your closet so you can get out of the house on time. Organize that kitchen so now you can really know how much is in that kitchen and you can eat a little healthier. Get rid of all the stuff. That's, or just organize so you can get ready for the holidays. So those are some things. So just be, just understand, do not give up. The beginning is always the hardest. It wasn't easy for me. I started seven odd years ago doing this podcast. I'm about ready to venture into something new, periscoping. You know, that's terrifying, but it's the beginning is always the hardest. And I think sometimes we have to look at our own personalities and how we can do things. For me, I can start anything once I'm organized. So that's what I did. I've been putting off and putting off doing periscoping. I mean, I think I did one over the summer. And it's been months since I've done another one because it was it was doing that thing. It was hard. But once I sat down and organized my thoughts and what I wanted to convey, okay, I think I can do this. And it's the same with, okay, you've decided you're listening tonight. Maybe you need an outsourcing team. Okay. So like Lynn said, figure out what it is you want first. What it is you need. When I first met Lent, I needed some administrative help. I needed somebody to make calls. I needed someone to to really help me administratively. But then as our relationship grew and social media became popular, I saw her talents. I said, I can do the administrative stuff because it's not it's different now. My administrative stuff is different. So now Lynn manages all of my social media. And anything that has to do with my branding, and that includes a lot of times my PowerPoints because I do a lot of speaking. So she just makes sure that the PowerPoints look according to the brand so everything has a a similar look. So that's how that started. 
it just started me really knowing what I needed. So I just wanted to share that with you. So, again, next week we got Navigating the Holidays with Your Pets, Charlotte Reed, and Dr. Michael Flack. And don't give up. The beginning is always the hardest. You just keep doing it. So I truly want to thank you for listening. And be sure to share this podcast with your family, your friends, and on social media. And please visit me on my website at JanetMTaylor.com. So until next time, I want you to have a clutter-free day. But most of all, make sure you have an organized week. Organization is a quintessential element to a clutter-free life. Join me as we take this journey together. Along the way, we will find the necessary answers to solve your organizing dilemma. My name is Janet M. Taylor, and you are tuned in to Got